It's the Game of Love with Jessica Smith. Hello, everyone. Happy Hump Day. I'm Jessica Smith. This is the Game of Love on Mile High Sports. So good to be here. I'm so happy to see you, Danny. Happy to see you, too. I really missed you during my hiatus. Yeah, it's always nice to get a little break sometimes, but uh, you were definitely missed around here as well. I'm, Yeah, I missed you. You always brighten up my week. Oh, thanks, Danny. Thank you, thank you. Well, talking about brightening up the week, I have a special guest in here tonight. I'm so excited to have him here. UFC fighter, Drew Dober. Drew, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. <sighs> good time. Yeah, it's great to meet you. Um, we've gotten slightly acquainted on the gram. And um, this is our first time meeting in person, so it's great to have you here. We're practically having our first date on air. Right. So Yes. So You're invited. I, <laughs> welcome. Oh, by the way, it's good Drew. good to be I here. Did, I, if you guys need a chaperone, you have one now. <laughs> Drew, I totally forgot to tell you that we are live on camera. I, like my whole spiel that I gave you before the show, I failed to tell you that there's two cameras on us right now. Oh, perfect. So, so I yes. need to make sure that... Oh yeah, you're Head you're put together. Mess my hair. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we. Hey, Danny, can we get makeup in here, please? I need a little. I need a little touch up. How's the I hair? I think that makeup and hair and makeup usually goes home at like four forty-five, so oh, you might have missed them, unfortunately. It. And Drew doesn't need it because he's on point. I like, mean, look, look at this look. You're definitely overshadowing me with that hair, though. Oh, this hair! It's the throwback. It's a. It's a shout out to the the nineteen eighties. Yes. It looks great. Thank you. And I'm bl- glad we both got the chain memo. Yes. I love that. Now we know there's a video. Chain gang right here. <laughs> All right. So you are a fighter and you kill, kill people for a living is, is what I've been told. Almost. Almost. I practice violence in front of millions of people. Nice. How is that? <laughs> is it the, is it the best life? Uh, it's super entertaining. I mean, like, I think my job sucks for the least amount of time. Uh, but truthfully, I just get to rough house with my friends for a living. I mean, this is what little boys do. They just beat up on each other. And now I get to do it like on a stage and get paid for it. So uh, that's like, it's gotta be kind of dreamy. I would imagine. Right. It's just my plan to never grow up. I love that <laughs> though. You seem pretty grown up too. Like you, you're pretty refined. Like you just told me that you're, you're like into the finer things in life. Uh, you know, I, I found the things that I like. I kind of stick to my lane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, very par- uh, particular about the things I'm interested in. And, you know, also I feel like getting beaten up for a living really refines you as well. <laughs> you find out real quick what you like and don't like. You're like, I really don't like getting hit in the face. <laughs> Period. Hard well, stop. unfortunately, that's something I do like. So we made a career out of it. Well, good for you. I love that. And see, I love love. And so I made a career about love. Like sounds, I, I yeah, just talk about it. Beautiful. And that's why I'm here. It creates balance to my life. There you go. You know, I need more love than violence. Yeah. Well, you seem like you're a pretty heart-centered guy. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I think uh, being raised by a, a single mother, you know, uh, she kind of instilled that into me. And how I became a cage fighter, it beats me and all my friends growing up. But, uh, man, I, so the thing is, I, was, I fell in love with fighting. And so fighting to me was me chasing my passion and following my heart. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no hatred anytime I step in the cage. And so all of this is just due to just chasing passion. I love that. Okay, so I'm curious. Um, being a fighter, you obviously have to have a lot of fire in the belly and you have to like, you know, get like really riled up and everything. 
how are you outside of the gym and outside of the ring? Um, are, are you like, are you aggressive? Are you, do you have a temper? <laughs> do you, are, are you just a big softy? Uh, I, I think I'm a big softy. I think, uh, it's really hard to develop a temper when you get, get beat up Monday through Friday. It really humbles <laughs> yeah. you and you know, this is my job. And, uh, man, as much as I, I would love to do the winning majority of the time, like practices are just me just getting beat up. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, I'm super mellow, chill. Um, you know, I think the the emotion that I, I want people to, like, understand with, with fighting is, to me, this isn't, like, a street fight. This isn't, like, an emotional, like, mano a mano kind of engagement. Mm. To me, it's the moment you're in a club and you hear your favorite song turn on. Yeah. And that excited energy. I mean, it's slightly aggressive. You get up out of that chair. You sprint to the dance floor. And it doesn't matter who's in front of you. Like, you need to be on there. Oh, I'm you, twerking. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, aggressive, fast, and energetic. And, and that's, to me, what fighting is. It's just... Just that, like that child playful excitement of like, I get to do this and it's so much fun. And, and like I said, my job sucks for the least amount of time. That is such a beautiful thing. And, you know, I would imagine that it's so much of an art form and, and a talent that when I hear you talking about like the, um, you know, it being a passion, it doesn't sound like when you're walking to the ring, it's like, I'm going to. See, this is where I want to cuss and like, <laughs> like I'm going to mess him up. And like, it seems like it's like, it's more of an art form. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No, not at all. You're like, you're absolutely, I mean, I could, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for, I'm sure there's fighters out there that get that, that aggressive macho attitude. But, uh, for me, I was super anti-confrontational growing up. Like I didn't get into street fights and, um, you know, just, just through interest, I found martial arts and I found uh, kickboxing or Muay Thai. And, uh, like, to me, it was just like dress rehearsal, like dance. Like I was just learning movement. And, uh, you know, if anybody is, you know, familiar with Muay Thai, it's done to music as well. And so for me, it was just aggressive dancing. Like I was just moving with a partner to music. Just, it so happened to be far more aggressive. Than Gosh, regular dance. I feel like I need some of that in my life. <laughs> I am so aggressive these days. I need, I need an outlet. I think everyone needs to get it out. I think every human, you know, needs a little bit of uncertainty and violence in their lives. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. <sighs> kind of like some some simplicity in my life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's that's gotta be a nice place. Oh yeah, but it, it was hard to find for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love what I do, and I have the privilege of traveling around the world and and meeting all these people. And yeah, just once you get past that long internship, mm. I mean, fighting really works out. Well, you definitely paid your dues, I would imagine, <laughs> and you climbed the ladder and and put in the work, and and now you're look at you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, your last fight. When was that? It was about four weeks ago. It was March 12th. Nice. So, um, did you catch it at all? I did not. I saw the. <laughs> I saw your Instagram, and I saw the 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 clip. Yes. I mean that was the just the fight, anyways. Okay. The dude practically like almost killed me in the first 30 seconds, and then I rose from the dead and uh, came after him and and finished him off in like three minutes, and so we had a full Rocky movie inside just three minutes. 
That's incredible. Well done. And I loved the aftermath of it, how you were so beat up and you looked so happy. <laughs> you were just like on the gram with your two black eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just smiling, living your best life in Vegas and doing your thing. I mean, I can't like I smile before, during and after a fight. And so even if I have, you know, two black eyes and look like a panda, you know, it's just, it's my, it's my best version and you can't help but smile. Good for you. You have such a great attitude. Yeah. It's, it's very refreshing. I appreciate it. Yeah. But, um, so I was asking you before the show, um, I want to bring it up just because you, um, you do have the presence that you do. I was, I was teasing you about people hitting your moneymaker. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you would have to protect it. Be like, do you see your opponents? And you're like, listen, <clears throat> this is, don't, don't touch the moneymaker. Like you can do everything from like the chin down. <laughs> no. I mean, unfortunately, like the hands are the moneymaker. And so like, you just don't mess with the hands. But as far as everything neck above, I feel like these opponents have fixed it. Okay. Like whatever I started off as, this was the finished product of like 60 fights. Wow. And so I think we reversed age. No through. Botox needed here. Exactly. The bruising really tightens the skin. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you, I know I was joking about it earlier, you know, with the, the moneymaker thing. And you were telling me that you you know, since you are a good looking guy and we were laughing at your Instagram about, you know, people talking about how you look and not about your skill and your talent and all that. Do you think that's one of your, um, like, are you a little bit of a sleeper like that? Kind of unexpected that maybe you face your opponent and he's like, yeah, look at this pretty boy. And then you kill him. <laughs> I mean, like, if that's so, then you got to feel bad for the opponents because they're just getting beat up by, like, uh, but uh, to me, I think it's just, like, it's unique. It, it What creates my, my brand is, and you look at all fighters, and fighters are just rough-looking people, and you can assume fighters are rough people, but uh, then I come in clean cut, and uh, so it's kind of my little niche, and, uh, you know, I enjoy it, and it seems to like work out as far as a uniqueness. Yeah. And so now I just turn the volume up. And so now I'm just the clean cut, polite, simple fighter. And uh, people seem to enjoy that. Nice. I feel like you could like go out to the ring, like reading a book or like <laughs> chanting like a Buddhist chant as you walk out there and then just like go ape shit. So with that being said, <laughs> Danny, I think that's the first time I've ever cussed on air. I think so too. Wow. It's all right. It happens. I'm, I'm so proud of myself. That's why we have the delay. That's right. Oh. And I was talking about this earlier how I'm like, don't cuss, don't cuss, and then look at me. Well, I mean, you're leading the way, and now I'm going to have to let it slip out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay. How about we take a quick break mm -hmm. and. Um, I will uh, get my mouth washed out with soap. And uh, we come back, we'll um, talk about love. Done. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> I want to feel like I, like my soul's on fire. I want to stay up all day and all night. Yeah, you got me singing like. Mm. I've been a, throw up the sex in a, It's the Game of Love with Jessica Smith. I'm Jessica Smith. This is the Game of Love on Mile High Sports. I have UFC fighter Drew Dober here with me. What's up, Drew? So now we get to talk about the Game of Love. The Game of Love, yes. What do you know about love, Drew? 
That's exhausting. <laughs> that was such a big question. Like, I feel like you would have to submit like a a, a thesis, a thirty-page report on oh, I love. Know. Uh, um, you're married. Yes. 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 Um, I saw her on your gram. She's gorgeous. Shocker. I did pretty. I did pretty well. I did pretty well. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I feel like love's the one thing everyone's trying to find and eludes us all. And when it finally hits us, it's still exhausting. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me thirty years to meet this one, uh-huh. and so yeah, about damn time. Right. Oh. That's all right. Um, that one you can say. Well, oh, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, okay. you can say Ooh. damn. Well, I'm gonna start saying it all the time then. <laughs> um, how did you two meet? So uh, it was a social media stalking. I mean, we just did saw, you stalk her? Uh, I don't know who initiated it. Uh, it was a mutual stalking. I, I think the like the initiation was mutual, but I was definitely doing the sliding into the DMs. Ooh. Oh yeah, just commenting on majority of her stories. But uh, I guess she was in a relationship, and I just didn't know, and so I just kept on you know, persevering and just messaging. And then, uh, yeah, then one fateful day when I was like just rolling through Bumble, I saw that she was on Bumble oh. and I went, oh, she's single. So I deleted the, that app and just rolled right into Instagram and said, hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in, you know, meeting up for some drinks. And uh, yeah, so I just continued to pursue. I am so impressed that you just saw this woman on Bumble and you're like, I'm done with the Bumble. I'm just going to go after what I want. And you did. That is so impressive. Well, I appreciate it. That is not something that typically happens. Well, so the, the way I like describing it is I like running my life very similar to inside the cage and outside of the cage. I see what I want. I take risks. I pursue my goals. And, uh, you know, I don't stop easily. And so I saw what I wanted. I was interested. I pursued patiently. Um, but yeah. And then also, I mean, as a fighter, we focus at one fight at a time. And so <laughs> once I had my eyes set on her, I was like, that was it. I'm going to focus my energy on that. And, uh, Aww. if it fails, it's fine. But if it succeeds even better. That's right. Oh, okay. So tell me about your first date with her. Uh, we went to, uh, Avanti, oh, uh, yeah. like the, yeah, the bar food truck thing. And, uh, <clears throat> I picked her up from uh, her loft to downtown, super windy. I tried to open the door for her, but she just ran straight in before I can even like get to the door. <laughs> and then, uh, man, I'm, I'm attracted to just strong, independent women. And she showed those cards immediately. Mm. She just rolled right into my passenger seat and she goes, oh my God, hey, how are you doing? And she goes, I know where we're going. Uh, do you want me to guide you? And I was like, all right. And I turned off the GPS. I'm like, why don't you tell me what to do? Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> and so, yeah, but um, definitely good looking. She's as she uh, advertised on Instagram and uh, we got to Avanti and cordial. It was nice. It was pleasant. But the first thing I really noticed about her was her character. She must have, I don't know, had the ugly duck syndrome or something like that because her personality does not reflect how good looking she is. Just, just radiant, vibrant, and genuine. Genuine was the word that, like, I like described her on her first date. Just a real person. Oh. And uh, man, the conversation was just fun, and it just never stopped. Oh, I love that. I love love. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, tell me more. Um, did you guys kiss on the first date? We did, in fact. Did you kiss at the restaurant, or did you wait until? later i mean how explicit is this uh oh please share drew <laughs> please share <laughs> uh so uh we were changing venues we we're going from avanti to another bar 
And by uh, about halfway, we decided that that bar wasn't going to work, and we just went to her loft. <laughs> so there was more than kissing. Is that what you're saying? It was. It was a slow process. I still yeah. had to like you know break down the walls, but uh, yeah, through. I was at five or six hours of that night. We eventually, uh, you know, experienced all of it. Mm, nice. I also, I wanted to like, you know, put my stamp in and make sure I got a second date. And, uh, yeah. You, then, sh- you showed up strong. <laughs> yeah. And then the poor, like, I mean, this poor lady had to deal with this. Uh, I had a, a, a two week trip to Nebraska planned like the day after our date. So like the night of, I was like, oh, I got to hit the road at 6 a.m. And uh, she's like, all right, well, we'll see if this guy calls back. And um, so I'm back in Nebraska. Uh, so we had our date on Wednesday, drove out Thursday, you know, did my thing on Friday and then Saturday. And then Saturday the night, I was like, I really want to know more like this, this lady, I, I, I kind of want to figure her out. And so I drove eight hours back on Monday to have a second date. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How sweet. I know. I was, I was interested and I pursued. And I'm guessing you locked her down quick. <laughs> no, she played hard to get, just like the whole Instagram thing. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I pushed and she kind of like did the, the breaks. I mean, she's definitely the, the adult of us too. <laughs> so she kinda like slowed it down and you know. Yeah. But, yeah. But Aww. I mean it was just it was magical and you know, the wanting to know more has been kind of like the theme of our entire relationship. Mm, that curiosity. Mm-hmm. That like, there's got to be more. Let's keep digging. Let's keep exploring. Keep searching. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> so um, when did you propose to her? I proposed to her. Oh, that's a fun story. Oh, yeah. I, I proposed to her at the end of 2020. Just neck deep in the pandemic. Oh. I mean, so I asked her to, to move in with me. Um, I think it was like January of 2020. She agreed. And uh, February and March, we kind of made it happen. And then we got stuck indoors. Wow. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we lived together real hard. And uh, I mean, we survived the pandemic. And, and after that, later on that year, I was like, I think it's time. So uh, I did my my research of like what ring she wanted and all that stuff. And I had uh, one of my uh, buddies kind of make the ring for her. And then, um, that my plan was I had a fight scheduled in November. And so I was going to train for this fight. I was going to compete and then I was going to come home and we're going to have a celebration with her and her family and her friends. And that's when I was going to do it. And then one week before the fight, uh, me and my opponent caught COVID. (laughs) And so the fight was canceled I was quarantined for 14 days. And of course, I mean, how am I going to bring the friends and family together now? Right. And, uh, and so like after the 14 days, I finally picked up the ring. I called her parents. I was like, I'm tired of waiting. We're doing this. And so we scheduled a trip to, to Breckenridge. I was like, we're going to Breckenridge. And, um, her family called me. I was like, Hey, we would love to really actually be a part of it, but we can't go up to Breckenridge. So like morning of, I, you know, called an audit and uh, rolled into her family's house, told her, I was like, hey, I need to help your stepdad move some furniture. We rolled in there and uh, as we were in the kitchen, I got down on one knee in front of her mom and dad. And so, yeah. Wow. And she knew, I mean, I had this whole speech planned. Like I, like I was, I was ready for it. And as soon as like I started like grabbing her and started talking, I mean, she immediately knew. And I was like, all right, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> Let's get to the good part. <laughs> was it was it pretty emotional? 
I mean, it was nerve wracking for me. Yeah. I mean, this is like something I was trying to like, I mean, yeah, girls got to know when, when the dude's trying to propose, like things get real weird. <laughs> like they start acting really strange. And so not only was I trying to like buy a ring, ask her parents permission, but I was also trying to like hold it together and, and not let her figure it out. I mean, I, and then I dropped the ball on our anniversary because that same week I was buying the ring and asking her parents for permission, completely spaced the anniversary. And that night she's like, oh, is there somebody else? Like, what is going on? And I was like, no, I just, I'm very focused on my fight. And, and so, I mean, I was just nervous to like finally get it out. And then of course that drive out to Breckenridge, I was like, so let's talk about the anniversary. <laughs> Or I feel like it would be so hard to keep that a secret that I would imagine it's like on the forefront of your mind. And so you're like, okay, you're probably like on the, it's like on the tip of your tongue could be like, I I hope that ring fits you or, or, you know, something like something's going to slip out of your mouth. I I would be like, oh, so how about those Broncos? Um, uh, you know, what, what's going on with, you know, with, um, with, with Ukraine right now, like I try to like deliberately find something else to talk about. I, I think the hardest thing is I'm not a sneaky individual. Like I'm an open book, open cards, honest to a fault. Mm. And so when it came to keeping something from her, I was like, oh, it's exhausting. Uh, Like her mom wanted to talk about some things and I'm like, oh, I got to walk the dog. And she's like, you never walk the dog so much. And she like looks out the window. She sees me on my phone. Like, oh, man, it was brutal. (laughs) Which I think is a great thing. It's it's very virtuous, to be honest, and, you know, to to conduct yourself in that way and, you know, to to be forthright. Um, it's a good thing. So I applaud you. And I think that's so sweet and romantic that you put forth that effort. And um, I'm sure she was very happy. Yeah, she seemed very happy. That's good. And she said yes. And here we are today. Here you are today. When did you guys get married? So we got married in August. Okay. So, yeah, so we... your your anniversary is rolling around. It is. It oh. is. Fairly quick, actually. I swear to God, I feel like I just got married yesterday. Um, but yeah, then yeah, one year is coming up and just first of many. And, uh, yes. but it's always work. It's always, it's, you know, which I don't want to say like work as in like, like my job is also work, but I enjoy every moment of it. So like same thing with like relationships. It's, it's always work, but it's enjoyment with it. I agree with that. Uh, Danny, did I, am I going over time? No, you got some time. Okay, good. Um, well being in this, in this field, you know, people come to me looking for love and, they're single and, you know, they're, they're searching for their person. And a lot of them have this mentality of when they meet their person, it's like, okay, it's done. (laughs) You know, we live happily ever after. And a lot of times I have the, I have to be the bearer of bad information. And I'm like, listen, when you get into a relationship, there's a whole new slate of things to work with. There's like your stuff comes up that you didn't know you had. The other person's stuff comes up that they didn't know they had you guys have stuff and it it is a job and it's a lot of times can be of course very fulfilling and you know there's a whole onslaught of beautiful things that come with a you know a, a relationship but there's also like you said a lot of a lot of freaking work that comes with it right which i think you know the like the moral is you know, the things worth having don't come easy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you got to work for the things that are meant to be great. 
you know, instant gratification. Like McDonald's isn't the best cheeseburger. Like nope. comic books aren't the most enthralling like novels. Like just because it's short, simple, and easy, don't make it worthwhile. And so I think everyone just needs to learn that like you got to put in that work to get the the grandeur. Oh gosh, Drew, I feel like you're talking to me right now. I'm like, I feel like. <laughs> My man is listening, going, uh-huh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. time. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got things to do. Um, somebody recently told me, um, don't stop before the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, that was good. Because so often, you know, things get hard. And um, yeah, you can't stop before the, the good stuff comes. Yeah, I mean, you can't let failure to distract you and what you want. You know, I think people are so disheartened and, and hurt by like failure. Like, what, I mean, anything, like whether it's like the job, relationship, fighting or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like perseverance. I mean, if you yeah. just keep pushing forward, you know, through the failure, like you're going to land on something. Something. And uh, with that being said, this is my second marriage. Ah. And so I persevered through that failure and I was still interested in trying it again. And, no, I never let failure to distract me from like my goals and the things that I want in life. Well, I love that. And yes. And I, I think that when somebody has been married and before, if they've done their work, which clearly you have, uh, then you end up showing up even better in the relationship and and I, I bring that up because so often when people are single and they're looking for love and they're like, oh, they've been married before. They're, you know, they're divorced. They must be damaged. Oh, you know, and there's like this kind of like stereotype that, you know, there's something wrong with the person or they're damaged. And it's like, no, like when I was single and I was looking for love and one of the things was I would like to have a man that's been married before because I know that he has the open heart that he can love to that capacity. He's, he's been in it. So he knows what like the day to day grind is like, you know, cause it's like you get past the honeymoon phase and there, there are times that it's just not super sexy. I mean, in our lives, it's super sexy, <laughs> but there are times that you look at the person and you're like, Oh God, you know, I've heard the story for the bazillion time, you know, like, you know, you might get in a little rut and that you have somebody that is able to, to be in those moments and not get discouraged and to keep going. And then also someone who's gotten their heart broken and have rebuilt themselves from that heartbreak. You know, that just means that they are, they're stronger, they're wiser, and they are really ready for love. So that's my, that's my soapbox stance on people who have been married before. Yeah, no, I, I, I think just with emotional the failure comes emotional maturity. And so that's definitely like a, a positive, but you know, just because he's been married before don't mean he's the guy that's ready for a number two. Very you true. Know, you just got to be really aware of like who you're talking to. <laughs> and yes. uh, man, I mean, to add to that point, before we go to a commercial break, uh, like man, in all relationships, there's going to be ugly moments. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be some problems, yep. but you got to find that person that you can enjoy those with because there's always a Sunday morning like, every single week. And so you got to find that person you can enjoy Sunday morning with. Yep. That's right. Oh my goodness. Well said. Um, yeah. Should we take this break? Yes. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah. 
get my w- from California. That's that. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Mount Everest, Mount Everest, Mount Everest. Ain't got no need. Cause I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. It's the game of love with Jessica Smith. Hey everyone, I'm Jessica Smith. It's game of love at Mile High Sports. I got Drew Dober here with me. Drew, I'm dying because one of my worst fears almost just came true that I'm telling a personal story that cannot be shared on air and then the mic goes hot. <laughs> Danny, did you do that on purpose? Did you know that I was saying something that... I don't listen to you in the break, so I don't know. I usually just watch and make sure that you're not actively talking and telling a story when I do turn them on. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try appreciate to, that. I try to have your back Ooh, as best guys, I can. Thank the, you. Because the key is to turn it on when she's very animated with her hands. <laughs> Because that's the story. <laughs> that is. That is. That is. Yeah, because I was getting ready to dive into one because Drew just blew my mind. Can you share with everyone this word that you made up that we need? Call Webster because we need to put this in the dictionary. All right. Everyone gets stuck on uh, hangry. And I was like, there's no such thing as horngry, which is so horny. You're just angry. Like, I'm just going to choke you in more ways than one. That I'm using that forever. Like you just changed my life because um, I I was I was married um, once upon a time, and there was this one day that I was just I was in a mood and I was just in a tizzy. And he looks at me and he just takes my hand and he takes me into the bedroom. <clears throat> we bang it out, and I was like, <gasps> and I smile, and he's like, I knew you needed it, and I like it's it's therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, husbands, it's food, sleep, or sex. And just like a child, if it's crying, you just got to figure out, I mean, not like a child, but like you just got to figure out if they need food, a nap, or a quick bang session. That was the wisest words I've heard in a long time. I mean, it could just be in a series, like (laughs) sex it, feed it, and put it, you know, tuck it away. And the next day, whatever. Oh my gosh, that's really what we need. And and thank you for saying that because so often, you know, it's like stereotypical for a man to need it, but like we get hysterical if we are not getting it. I mean, there is that's what that's why vibrators were created. There's even a movie, it's called Hysteria. Have you seen this movie? Mm-hmm. Hysteria cuz like women were going insane because they were not having orgasms. And so Thank you. Thank you for educating the men of the world. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's very like open. Like guys can just talk about like, man, this is what I want to do to this person, how I want to do it. But like women aren't really allowed to like say it as openly. So like with that, all that bottle of emotion, like when she gets home, she then is allowed to like uncork it, let it go. And, uh, and it's the husband's job to, to make sure she can. Bless you, Drew. Thank you. Thank you. You are so right. And for the record, um, just so you know, since we just first met, um, you probably have got gathered this already from the the time that we've had together that my friends and I are very explicit. And so we are like the exception to the rule. We're like, I need this, that, and the other thing now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. Like, uh, And I'm so attracted to strong, independent women. So like, 
if you were dating me, like if you didn't tell me that, then like we we're not gonna work out. Like I'm like a DJ. Like I, like I'll play music, but I do take requests, and like I'll play whatever genre you want me to play. Yeah, that's so smooth. <laughs> that is so smooth, Drew. I love it. There's guys out there taking notes right now. They're like, I'm a DJ. Uh, I do have my playlist, but I, I take requests, ladies. <laughs> love it. I love that. Yes, smart man. I do what I can. Like I said, uh, props to the mother. I'm a single mother. Yeah. Raised a, a little mother's boy. And so she taught Aww. me all I know. Well, shout out to mom. I hope she's well. And sorry, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to go, go back to sex talk because it's like one of my favorite topics. Um, how often do you and your wife have sex? As often as we can. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I mean, if not daily, like every other day. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it goes up and down depending on my career. Yeah. The way being a fighter or athlete works is we have decrease and increase in testosterone. So, my, you know, poor wife has to deal with as we get closer to the fight, it's not as much. Uh, and then as soon as that fight's over, she has to do some stretches or warm up or something. Because <laughs> as soon as the fight's over, testosterone is skyrocketing and uh, we won't even make it out of the hotel room. <laughs> uh, you're like, do some stretches. I'm going to hit the bathroom. Be ready. I got fun size granola and Gatorades. I have the bever- the hydration station. Like you can step away for five seconds, but that's all you get. L- love that aftercare or, or <laughs> during care. Very sweet of you. <laughs> well, you know, testosterone is a thing, and um, you know, you gotta like you said, you gotta ride that wave, and it's a it's a good wave to ride. I will say. So yeah. So I mean, consistently, often. Good. Less often before, but we definitely make it up afterwards. Nice. Um, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting that this is not my podcast. Um, so I have my Game of Love podcast and then I have a spinoff that's Game of Love After Dark. And every episode we talk about a specific sexual topic. So for just a second, I had like dropped into like after dark mode and I'd be like, tell me all the intimate details. <laughs> we got to work our way into it. This, right. is, this is foreplay leading into our next. Gosh, okay. And uh, once, we, once we get into after dark and then we can like <laughs> knock it home, <laughs> but it, which just means we got to have a second date. Second one. Yep. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> do you do like shop talk in the bedroom? Do you have like a lot of like fighting sexual innuendos? No, I'm actually the I'm backwards. Really? I'm in the gym using sexual innuendos. Oh my god! Like it's just tell like, me one. Oh man, I, I just did one today and like no one found it funny. But it's just like I mean always like you have your personal trainers like push the limit like go harder and I'm like man oh, I need hi. you definitely in the bedroom here or just like yeah I, to me I feel like fighting or like in the gym. I catch more of the endoidos where like the bedroom a little bit more, I wouldn't say serious, but I mean what I'm saying. Got it. Got it. I, I, um, I look like I'm a mature woman, but on the inside, I'm really like a 17 year old boy. <laughs> and so I, I was listening to some song the other day. It was some, um, it was some hip hop song and the whole thing was fighting sexual innuendos and I'm like damn I'm gonna use these like I want to know what a rear naked choke is (laughs) I mean there's a lot of things in fighting that has a lot of innuendos 
was like, man, he's, you know, has his legs wrapped around him and he's going to town. Like, oh, what is he even talking about? But I just remembered my innuendo this morning. I, so I love working out to like R&B music or like hip hop and like some feel good stuff. Yeah. And one of the fighters was like, man, like, why are we listening to r and I can't work out of this. I was like, I can beat that ass to R&B all night. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> You're like, I met. In a fighting sense. Yeah, like violence. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, so um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna walk a fine line here. Um before we went on, you were we were talking about sex and violence because it was a podcast that you went on or mm-hmm. a show you went on recently. Yes. Um Oh gosh, I don't know if I can walk this line. <laughs> Danny's looking at me like, oh dang, she's gonna go off the rails. Um is there is is there violence in your sex is there do you do you do you bring fighting into the bedroom there we go that's the professional way to put it jessica <laughs> i bring assertive passion into the bedroom i wouldn't say i leave bruises often <laughs> if you guys could see his face right now often i got like a yeah, i mean there's been, raised. there's been incidences but yeah yeah it's um as I say, it's um, what is the word now? Consensual disrespect. So I need I your like permission. That. But with that being said, <laughs> the doors are open. I like it. I like it. So does your wife? Does she like? Does she ever ask for the rear naked joke? <laughs> <laughs> does she like ask to bring the the fighting in the bedroom? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't tap out, so it's Ooh. like I can't. It's there's no ending. But uh, I mean, I don't think it's super violent. It's just it depends. It depends. It, I mean, if, if if it's one of those nights, then probably. But man, when you're married and you're like it's on a daily thing, then like especially when I'm doing it for a living, like sometimes we're 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 doing the vanilla. You're like, I don't want to do the rear naked choke tonight. I did it 50 times today in the gym. God, give me a break. Vanilla Monday through Thursday, and then Saturday we can hit some Rocky Road. Okay. Noted. (laughs) Noted, noted. (laughs) Um, All right. So I'm like trying to reel myself in because I'm like, (laughs) Danny's like, "Ah." see, Danny has to put up with me all the time. And he... (laughs) He is such a sport. He has heard the most intimate, provocative, nasty things come out of my mouth, and he has that face. The I don't know. I don't know if I would say nasty. <laughs> no. Explicit, provocative, sure. There, that, I, nasty? I mean, I guess it's like it's not like nasty. It's like nasty. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. He um, looks the type to like handle it pretty well though yeah he really is he's a good sport about it you do you handle it well yeah they used to call me porn star danny when i first grew out my mustache i stopped i didn't know if you knew that you didn't know if i knew that doug called you that yeah doug would (laughs) doug's the only one who really still does i love you yeah doug's the man (laughs) he is um that is so funny because i thought it was a behind your back thing so i never brought it up to you (laughs) no there at mile high sports there's not really any behind your back going on it's pretty much all it's all out there okay porn star danny yeah i don't want that my mom didn't like that one but (laughs) 
Do, do they say anything about me behind my back, Danny? Not that I can think of. Okay. Good. You're not around enough to ha- to be uh, a, a regular target? a regular topic of conversation. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But everyone does like it when you're in studio. Thank you. Yeah. It was a full house today. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. You guys came in and we got a double MMA Wednesday. It was yeah, yeah, big stuff. Drew came in here and took us out. And I'm not a part of the MMA bro- like broadcast. I'm here. To, we're talking about love. Exactly. We're talking about love. Yeah. and Beautiful balance in my life. Good. I love that. Uh, well, let's talk about balance and I'll you know reel myself in. Um, you, I keep saying you kill people for a living. But you also like the finer things in life. And like you rolled in here in your gold chain and, you know, your your lovely put together outfit that's oh so stylish. Uh, like what is what is life like for you at home? Like, are you walking around in a um, like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket and a cigar and reciting poetry with a glass of. Uh, I, sadly, it's pretty close. Like, I feel like cage fighting is the only thing that makes me macho. <laughs> Uh, but man, I like, like reading books, listen to like R and B music. And I, in fact, have a robe, uh, a robe, smoke cigars. I order wine at sports bars. Like I just know the lane I'm in. And so I just like, that's the only way I can be. And, uh, yeah, as far as I enjoy interior design, dressing up, uh, going out. I love dancing, which is, I guess, not a macho thing to say, but oh yeah. Okay. What kind of dancing? I mean, like, like R&B, like, I just like movement to music, nice. so like hip hop, R&B, dance music. I have a hard time dancing to country, but. But you could probably, you could do it. I'm sure if you were at the Grizzly Rose and. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But I did it once and they said that I moved my hips too much. Apparently you can't move your hips in country dancing. Well, I, and screw that. Like <laughs> no. we wanted the hip motion. I mean, you know, that's what I do all day. I mean. Really? My, my, Danny, I was thinking about this. My first show on Mile High Sports when uh, Jake was my producer, uh, I rolled in in sweatpants and a crop top and I was twerking before the show. So, um, yeah, we've come a long way. I'm refined now. Yeah, it's evolution, growth. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we took a step backwards, like crop top and twerking. Like this is what we're working towards. <laughs> okay that'll be next week all right i'll bring it back i'll bring it back um but i love that you love to dance i love to dance i dance all the time yeah, it's it's definitely difficult for me to you know get along with men in like the locker rooms it's like yeah i just want to go out i just want to dance tonight i want to dress up get some wine and a fine dinner and the dudes are like what are you talking about right now I was like i'm sorry i'm like take me to stk <laughs> let's have a nice steak good bottle of wine yes. and then let's go over to native or I love purple martini. Mm-hmm. I'm a purple martini kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I and and yeah, it's just twerking all night long. I mean, I literally just took notes mentally. Like, yeah. I might just end up doing this. And if you want to meet me out, we're doing it. Right? Like, it sounds fun. I, I mean, I always- Danny, you can come too. Just bring that stash. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Do we have to take another break, Danny? Is it time? Unfortunately. All right. All right. All right. We'll be back with Drew and- um. Uh, should we play my favorite game, Danny? It's a classic. It's a classic. Okay, Drew, we're going to play my favorite game. Best date, worst date. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. 
black on black on black on black on black. You don't have to ball a rap to get them racks on racks. Uber poolers trying to catch my vibe and find my way. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm it's the game of love with Jessica Smith. Hey everyone, thank you for being here. I am Jessica Smith. Drew Dober is here with me. What's up, Drew? We're having some fun conversations <laughs> off air. I feel like we need to bleed them into air. I know. I'm like, well, and something else that's funny about being live on camera. When we are on commercial break, people can see us, but they can't hear us. <laughs> All the animation. I mean, good thing I didn't have my foot up and, you know, doing doing some, showing my moves off. Good thing. I should have. Dang it. I mean, anyway. I, I was presented with the crop top twerking idea, so I'm a little disappointed. Second date for sure. Yes. But <laughs> I'm usually in a crop top. I really am. It's just, you know, it was cold today, so I'm like, mm, I don't want to show too much skin. So, but crop top is my thing. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And, right, Danny? Uh, Danny, you got to wear one. It is. Yeah. It's not really my thing. I don't have many. I like my shirts long. You do. Yeah. You do. Um, but maybe I got to try it out. Maybe I got to try it out. I, yeah. I like trying new things. There you go. Try it. You might like it. Um, all right. We're going to play my favorite game. All right. Best date, worst date. Can you tell us a story about either your best date or your worst date? I mean, the best date is definitely the one I met my wife. Oh. Like That was just incredible from from get-go, right? Yeah. Which is, isn't isn't all dates right there's always that moment where you like see a hitch right yeah uh man as far as worst date like i wish there were like outrageous ones but i feel like the the, the females have all the outrageous one like men are psychos i don't date them <laughs> um but like women seem to be mellow key but as far as my worst ones i got two of them okay uh one was uh she wanted to like meet out for some drinks i'm like oh fantastic so I sent her like, hey, why don't we just like meet out and then uh, we'll go from there. I had the address, the, the the bar or whatever. I get there, sit there for a while, and then finally I'm like, where are you at? She was like, I'm at the bar and I'm trying to find her. Turns out she went to the one on the other side of town. Aww. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll just drive to you. And like, I'm thinking to myself, I sent you the address, oh. like the address. So I get there, and when I get there, she has pizza in front of her. So she already ordered. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, all right, good for you. And so then, like, oh, what do you do? And this and that. And so then I tell her, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an MMA fighter. And she goes, oh, my God, I know MMA fighters. I'm like, oh, really? Who do you know? And she goes, like, oh, I used to date Cody Garbrandt in high school. And I was like, oh, gross. Mm. And, yeah, then immediately got that jersey chaser motion. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah. You're like, uh, can I get one of these slices? <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, and then the other one, I mean, I can't really say it, it, it didn't turn into a date. I don't think. All right. So anyway, to begin this one, yeah. we, we matched on uh, Tinder and I was out of town, but I, w I wasn't like trying to meet people in the town that I was in. So I had it set to Denver. We match, we start communicating. And then she says, my thumbs are sore. Can we video chat? I'm like, we just matched like five minutes ago. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I pull over, we video chat, and she is who she advertised. Good. You know, and had a decent personality, you know, but I'm not trying to have a first date over video messenger. So I was like, oh, it was a pleasure meeting you. And she goes like, hey, I would love to like meet you some more. And I was like, well, I'll be in town like next week. She goes, well, how about you drive to Denver and I drive back with you? And I'm like, 
you're not meeting my mother. Like, like wow. I just yeah, like one hour of knowing this person, she wants to take a road trip with me. I was like, you know, we're just gonna, we'll do that when I get back home. And yeah. Then I got back home and she was like, hey, why don't you, you know, you pick me up and we can go somewhere. I was like, oh, fantastic. I rolled up to this place that like literally looks like a psych ward. I was like, I don't know. So I ended up making my way in and uh, I I'll, like knock on her door. She answered the doors and she's like, well, why don't you come in? And I was like, oh, sure. And I come in and she already has dinner made for us. And like she game planned us just chilling at her psych ward area. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just the things that would come out of her mouth like during this like first engagement. I was like, oh man, that's why you're single. Wow. Yeah. So I I feel like that would have been the worst date just because so many red flags from the moment of matching. And of course. Yeah. Oh gosh. Did you block her after that? Were you like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think it's going to work out. I don't want to end up on your like nightshade. No, <laughs> I don't want to end up buried somewhere, right. but, uh, yeah. Best of luck to her. Right. Um, yeah. Best of luck. And I'm glad that you dodged that bullet and, Okay, I, I want to go back to your best date real quick and talk about meeting your wife. Um, when you first saw her, uh, did you know she was the one? Um, no, no. When I first saw her, no. I didn't okay. know she was the one. Uh, what, did, what did you feel like when you first saw her? Initially, like, like physical appearance? Yeah. Uh, well done. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, she's... She's uh, even more beautiful than I she. I want to hit that. Yeah, hit? Ha, no. Not <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, bad attempt. Bad attempt. The the fight innuendo. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, she was actually wearing like a sweatshirt and like she was dressed super casual. So like, Aww. I had no idea what she was working with until it was time. <laughs> and uh, round of applause to her. Just yes. Well done. <laughs> uh, but uh, first physical appearance, she was attractive, but. You know, beauty's common, so it's like, what else do you have going for you? That's you right. Know? And true beauty is underneath that skin. And, like, that's, when I was dating, it was just kind of like, everyone's attractive, but I, I, I want you to show me more. Yeah. You know? And that's the same thing, you know, guys need to do, too. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm told I'm attractive, but I need to have more. You know, like, everyone needs to have more than just what they're posting on Instagram. Everyone shares that. Absolutely. Um. That brings up something that I'm curious about. With your profession, do you get a lot of girls that are throwing themselves at you? <laughs> it, it gets kind of outrageous. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. look on your face that it all was like, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> a yes. <laughs> uh, man, uh, and me and my wife joke around about it all the time. Like she, she, uh, this is the message all the girls are thinking about it. Like my wife tends to read most of those messages, so. But yeah, I got one, uh, uh, I suffered a defeat. And immediately after that fight was over, I, mean, I was getting messages like, so do you still F after a loss? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. Or, uh, so I got, I, I got defeated by a choke. And so then she goes, I kind of want you to choke me the way you got choked tonight. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, that's such a backhanded compliment. Right? <laughs> like, could we, it's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> it's too okay. too soon, right? But yeah, just just relentless. But wow. I mean, count my blessings. And yeah. the women aren't as uh, inappropriate as men are. God, I can only picture how many like male messages that like females get on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and yes, and uh, I've 
been friends with, worked with um, a lot of athletes over the years, and I've seen how crazy women act. And I'm like, just the other day, I um, I was talking about, um, I was at a Nuggets game, and I happened to be sitting right behind LeBron. And it was hilarious watching. There was like, it, it, there must have been like a, a, a line to like with a turnstile for all these women to come through because they were just coming, like they would just come out of like the, the aisle and flash them. Like I saw tons of breasts that night. I just sat back and laughed. I'm like, oh, do you, do you like brunettes? Well, you got one coming your way. I, I hope you like double Ds, LeBron. Uh, yeah, and it, it was, it's just ridiculous. And, and I think that's something that needs to be said because, you know, men get a bad rap for being you know, oh, it's so hard not to cuss right now. <laughs> oh. It's hard. Like they, they're usually the ones that are inappropriate and everything. Chauvinistic. Chauvinistic and everything. And to see the way that women are to athletes, it's like, come on. Like <laughs> this is just as inappropriate. As... I mean, but like good for them that they're going for LeBron though. Cause I'm <laughs> a fighter and like, you shouldn't be doing this to fighters. Like I know fighters. I hang out with them. We're not trying to catch those guys. <laughs> mm. Okay, so uh, can we like? Can you take me behind the scenes with the the world of uh, of fighting? Um, in terms of <sighs> different sports, the athletes conduct themselves in different ways. So, like the most uh, monogamous family men, loyal athletes in my opinion, are the hockey players, the soccer players, the baseball players. The ones that are like the hoes are the basketball players <laughs> and the football players. And no disrespect. I mean, I've only dated several of you. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, so how are fighters in that regard? Like, are, are they the family men or are they the players? Uh, I think we hit two extremes. Really? I think like the, I wouldn't say unsuccessful, but like the just starting out, like, you know, I'm pursuing being a, a fighter, man, it's just, they're doing it because they couldn't make it anywhere else. Mm. And so it just delinquents. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know like fighters that were like living in strip clubs and just, yeah, just following their nutritional advice through the strip club kitchen. And so they're having like. 50 cent wings and beer. I, and... I couldn't tell you, <laughs> but yeah. So like there's those, right. And I feel bad for the women that are chasing those kind of men. I think there's problems on both sides, okay. but when you get to like the more successful, uh, man, our, we're creatures of uncertainty. Our lives are chaos. Mm. It's the wild west in like the MMA, like UFC, like you look at uh, team sports and they have like, agents a program a union a rules and regulations uniforms all that stuff right yeah. so they're trying to like bring a little chaos in their lives mm. like we want to mess things up a little bit our lives are all chaos like when i'm fighting how i'm fighting like how much i'm getting paid like all of it is literally just up in the air we gotta like wow. make it happen so i feel like a lot of fighters are attracted to certainty attracted mm. to comfort consistency and a girl that will stick around because at the end of the day we're huge babies and oh. we need a woman to hold us after we get punched in the mouth right and i think put an ice kinda, pack on yeah rub some muscles yeah. so most most of the fighters that i know are super excited to have 
a consistent girl. Aww. And uh, but I mean, what they do with it, I don't know. I think all yeah. men are all men are retarded. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so they have yeah. the goals and values, but like once they have it in their hands, like yeah, yeah, I can't I can't speak on that behalf. I, I feel you. I feel you. Well, thank you for that behind the scenes because I really didn't know. Like I, I've already flushed out every other sport, and I could tell you, I um, uh, one of my one of my friends that's in the uh in the sports industry, uh, will get together and and have drinks and I to hear all the dirt, and then I give him my dirt, and it, it's it's crazy, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so we got to think of like where we all began, like let's just say football or basketball, like you start in a club yeah. and high school, then college and then you know, ideally professional. Yeah. But how we start, we start in strip clubs, empty bars and parking lots. Like, so, I mean, we came from the ground. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, I experienced it all on the way up wow. and I'm tired of that. Right. Like You're like, I want a steady woman. Yeah, I want a warm I, bed I, to go home to. I'm trying to go back to the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> like We'd been there, done that. I made my way out. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm sure that puts a big smile on your wife's face. She's like, yep, he's not going back there. He's got it all at home. Um, Drew, I think we're getting played off right now. Um, Drew Dober. It was such a pleasure having you on. I had so much fun. Thank you. We have to do it again. I would love so it. Oh, there you got this after hours party. Oh, you, got you going wanted on, so oh. yeah. okay. After dark it is. All Bye. right. Woo. Um real quick, do we have it like 30 seconds, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Uh your next fight. We haven't decided yet, but okay. we're looking at July. But if you want to follow uh, Drew Dober at in- on the Instagram, uh man, I let everyone know as soon as I know. Good. I, I want to watch your fight. It's, yeah. Well, now since we get to know each other and even Dan, like, it's once you become emotionally attached to an athlete, it gets far more intense. Like, just seeing a fight, you're like, whatever. But when you know the guy, oh, you're about to get nervous. Yeah, watching Josh last weekend was... Right? I was, get more nervous than my friend's yeah, fight. Yeah, up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to be watching and I'm going to be like, you know, you're, somebody's going to swing at you and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to go after that guy. Have you been to a live fighting event? I have, but it's been several years. So I'm due. As soon as I know, I possibly have tickets. If you'd be interested. I would love to go. I'm a good cheerleader. And if you wear your crop top, you can come too. All right. It's a hard sell, but I might have to take you up on it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Drew. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you all for listening. Love having you here. Um, Until next time, get out there and love each other.